Come in. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's Colby. You have a nasty habit of surviving. You know what they say about the fittest? Persons Radio right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am your host, Colby Smith. I will be with you until the top of the hour, 11 a.m., at which point we will be followed by Two Thumbs Undecided, the new movie review show here on Radio Free Brooklyn. That's coming up at 11 at 12, the Brooklyn Conversation with Rosie, and then at 1 p.m., Objection to the Rule, Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show circuit. Every possible interest that you might have is covered this morning on every talk show Sunday right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. We want to list, uh, uh, welcome everybody who is listening live, whether that is through RadioFreeBrooklyn.com or the Radio Free Brooklyn app, which is available anywhere apps are sold. But this one is completely free like everything we do here at Radio Free Brooklyn. So uh, uh, what's a few megabytes of storage on that phone that you've got to spare. Just uh, head on over to the App Store, the Google Play Store, any old place, and download the Radio Free Brooklyn app where you can listen to us on the go. Now, my guest today is an actor, improviser, and the host of Lost and Rewound, the found audio talk show airing right here on Radio Free Brooklyn every Thursday afternoon at 3 p.m. That's right, it's Alon Danziger. Let's bring you up there. There, there we go. Uh, okay, sorry. I thought you were going to do the same thing like I, you did at the top. <laughs> no, I'm into it. Let's do it. Okay, so let's wait, do wait. It. Let's p- do it. Let's p- put me down again then. All right, here we go. Three. All right. Okay, here. I'm, I'm here officially. Nice. Now now I've made it to the Pantheon. That's, that's uh, uh, yeah. It's important to have, you know, certain. So this show is like music, Elon. Yes. Certain, absolutely. certain movements recur, you know, motifs leave, they come back, themes emerge. How, how many different uh, dance pieces are, are, are a part of this? Dance pieces? I would say we get one big one per show. Okay. Uh, we I like to build to a dance piece. Dance break or a dance, uh, like, um, like a form like a formation well what is the difference I, I i don't know i guess it depends on the uh preparation of said dances oh I, in that case we're very heavy on preparation okay here fair <laughs> did you get all my notes <laughs> did you get all the choreography uh, i said before you came over this morning the wi-fi signal's bad i i, I think it's uh oh, I, I think i can get it we'll see okay good yeah keep refreshing and uh you just give uh, me that uh, give me the high sign whenever um, you're ready to go okay yeah no i think we're good i think i see it now yeah do you ever go? Have you been to the ballet ever? You know, I have not ever been to the ballet, but I did go to the opera several years ago to mm. see a friend perform. And then, granted, uh, it was nosebleed seats, really. Yeah. Like, but one thing I've discovered about the opera, and uh, my buddy Jimmy Hoffman could attest to this, because uh, when you go to the opera, you uh, don't need tickets to go. You can, like, get really, you know, you can basically, I mean, maybe you can get, like, $20 tickets or something right uh-huh. and you're like all the way up in the standing room at the very very rear 
And if there is a seat open, you can yank that seat before the curtain goes up. So we have to wait until the lights go down, and then you could go and get your seat, rightful seat, that nobody took uh-huh. before the show begins. So as long as you get that seat before the show begins. So I've seen the opera, and I couldn't even make my friend out, but evidently it was like a really short opera in comparison. Yes. No ballets. We're but talking the Met Opera, right? The Lincoln I, Center. I'm talking like the legit Lincoln Center Metropolitan Opera. You can just go there? You could just go, get like a cheap ticket. Uh-huh. You'll be standing like in the very, very rear, in the very, you know, on the, in the back of the mezzanine. Yeah. And then if you see a seat that is empty, you can run and get that seat before the show actually begins, uh-huh. officially when the curtain goes up. And is this like... Are we avoiding ushers at the, or are they like turning a blind eye? It's what, just like how, do, how does this work? I don't know if it's if this is something because, in all fairness, I don't go to uh, New York City shows uh-huh. of any uh, of any and all varieties as much as I should. I'm I'm actually going next this month, oh. later this month. I'm going to go see Network uh, on Broadway, oh, so I'm really excited with, for that. Uh, is the, Brian Cranston uh, and yes. Um, yes. the woman from uh, um, Orphan Black, whose name I can't um, recall offhand, which is really bad. You're, you're gonna. You're looking it up right now. Yes, I am. Uh, <laughs> Her name is Tatiana, right? Uh, 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 shit, I was so bad at this. Matt Maslany. Tatiana Maslany. Hey, uh, we have uh, people looking. Yes, it's okay. Hi, Hello. hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so that said, uh, yeah, I don't know if it. Uh, what, what my point was before, I don't know if it, this is sort of an all-encompassing. This is what happens with all shows in New York City, but I just know that that, that was what I was able to do uh-huh. in terms of like a life hack with the opera. But yes. I imagine that maybe there's like something that you can do with theaters in Broadway shows for standing room only kind of um, sure. positions. I don't well, know. yeah, this. Uh, uh, I've been only. How, well, let me ask you this: How long was the show that you saw? Short. Yeah, evidently very short in comparison yeah. to what most operas normally yes. are. The only time I have been was with folks who were coming from out of town who who requested to go, mm-hmm. and they we saw uh, a, a German opera, the name of which escapes me. It was five hours. Oh God, no! And two intermissions. Oh no! Two thirty-minute intermissions. Oh no! It started at six, got out. After 11. You might as well just have gone to see the cursed uh, <laughs> child. I know. Well, that's another thing is that the, the Harry Potter thing, it's like it, it happens over two days. Yeah. Right? Or it's like a whole day or it's like it's like seven hours total yeah. or something like that. Sure. Why? I, Why is it so long? Psh, man. Fandom. People will pay money to see anything Harry Potter related. Right. But I feel like in that. I guess with something as this is, I mean, this is a, a, a shallow observation, perhaps, but with someone, uh, something as ubiquitously successful as Harry Potter, you can you can afford to do something like that, like that long and indulgent. Mm-hmm. But you're not you're not welcoming in new fans off the street. What about Angels in America? It's the same thing too, right? Yeah. Okay. So is this like a trend that I'm missing, where uh, everything where... is super long? 
I, I, look, look, I mean, I get it in some capacity because you are, are you want you you'll consume whatever and however. Mm-hmm. It's like a binge watch. You know, if you could spend seven hours watching a television yeah. show um, straight without leaving your couch, you could yeah. uh, go to the Broadway and uh, you can go and see the show. Sure, and sure. be in your seat and get up for a few times and then maybe get your refreshments and your smokes <laughs> in during the intermissions. But then you go and you get back to your seat and you watch theater in Manhattan. Yeah. I don't know where that accent came from. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, doing, like, a seven-hour show in the 30s in, like, the peak Broadway? Yes. You would never make it in this town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess at that point, it's, like, all anybody uh, anybody had to do. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't uh, envy that. Five hours uh, watching opera. I think this one was, like, two hours yeah, long at the very most. like a dream. That sounds great. I can't recall, but Compared it was definitely not that thing. long. Now I got. I can't remember what it was. It was cool though. I mean, there was there was some like fun stuff to look at. Some mm-hmm. cool staging, you know. Some yeah. Very elaborate sets. Oh, dude! The, if you perform on in that kind of setting, that's magical. Like I yeah. never had any desire as an actor to uh, perform in that kind of capacity. But yeah. I've always admired uh, contemporaries who do because it's a whole other level. Yeah. It's just a whole. It's like you've you've reached uh, like peak. Mm-hmm. In terms of the kind of acting that, and performing that you do, because yeah. you've got that voice that you could really, yes. truly, uh, you know, box with all the the best. Yeah, yeah. It's also kind of it's it's a nice like it's kind of an old world kind of activity. An too. old world activity? Opera? What are we like in the Middle Ages or something? <laughs> what do you mean? No, I don't know. I don't know. Like, well, you're saying it's more of an antiquated uh, yes. uh, sensibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. I mean, I like can't soap imagine. Operas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's exactly just different kinds of opera. Yes, soap opera, regular opera. Yes, space opera. A space opera. Uh, rock opera. Rock opera. Of all the ones we mentioned, rock opera seems the most antiquated. Oh, dude, I I directed a rock opera last year. Oh yeah, kind of. Oh, uh, like yeah. a live? You mean a live show? So, are you familiar with Brian De Palma and his uh, back back uh, catalog of films sure. from the seventies? Sure. Yeah. Before Carrie. Blow up. Yeah. Blow up, uh, Carrie. Um, God, uh, he did this film called The Phantom of the Paradise. Phantom of the Paradise. Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate enough to link up with Sean Pollock, uh, Lindsey Freeman, who was a guest on my show at one point uh, when we were back in the basement, mm-hmm. um, and uh, our executive producer, my friend Barry Stelbaum from a band called The Occasionalists. Uh, just like a bunch of people I grabbed from different walks of life, and we uh, got together and we produced a 12 12- person cast a five-person band mm. at the secret loft in manhattan and we did the phantom of the Par- phantom of the paradise i don't know why i'm putting a the <laughs> does it need a the the alon danziger no uh phantom of the paradise in concert we did last year at the secret loft and it was a great run but the show in and of itself is like borrowing from all these different uh um you know all, all these different uh you know i guess the word would be sources of uh, you know, in the world, like you know, like movies and books, uh, all these different. I'm, I'm trying to figure the right word. I, mm. Sorry, I'm I blanked no, no. on live on live radio. No, you got it. This is why I do a taped show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying um, all these different resources uh, of uh, of from the uh, the canon the, uh, the of literature. So like uh, Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde, Faust, and then uh, Phantom of the Opera, all put together with a rock soundtrack. So mm. it was very much like a rock opera. Are they like original songs? All original songs. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. That were composed by the one and only Paul Williams. Nice. Of whom I went for Halloween uh, two Halloweens ago. Wait, he's, so 
You He's worked with... Wait, so Paul Williams... Paul Williams uh, and I have never met. But if... <laughs> it was just all Paul Williams songs. All Paul Williams songs. Gotcha. And then my uh, assistant director, Sean Pollock, he uh, had this bright idea to uh, put in a... Uh, I guess it, who who wrote all the meatloaf songs? His name is uh, uh, Jim Steinman, and Jim Steinman is a, a an amazing man who has written some of the longest song titles in history. If you think of any one song title with a uh-huh. long name, chances are it's Jim Steinman. Um, what like, uh, what's it called? Uh, two out of three ain't bad. Uh-huh. I would do anything for love. Uh, it's all coming back to me now. Yeah. Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yes. So Jim Steinman had a song called Good Girls Go to Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, oh, he wanted, wow. and he really wanted to include that song in here for wow. uh, some other reasons. And I, I love that. I, I was willing to accept that, uh, and it looked great. But other than that, every song in our show was Paul Williams. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That okay. were all featured in the movie, of okay. which was released in 1974. Yeah, okay. So that you saying original songs made me think that you guys wrote, like... Of hour plus a soundtrack. Album. No, 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 no. But it, but they were all music. It was all original music uh, that was that is was only shown in the movie. That was only featured in the movie yeah, in the soundtrack. Yeah. Gotcha, so, gotcha. A rock opera. I'm yes. I'm I'm all about. If a soap opera is fine, and I'm more curious about this space opera thing that you just mentioned. Yeah. So like, if my wife is really into the Star Treks and all that stuff, like, mm-hmm. are we talking? That it's really just a matter of that episode where they like they go into the hollow deck and then they are in like an opera. Is that <laughs> is is then I'm pretty sure that was an episode. That has to be one. Yeah, I, I was I've heard the term space opera used more uh, uh, to to uh, uh, describe Star Wars than Star Trek because is it that has that qu- so that same like classic five act structure quality. That's true uh, to it. Yeah, man, it sucks in like the first three uh, forms, doesn't it? Yeah. The first three forms are just like a bunch of fucking hogwash. Yeah. It doesn't get good until like, <laughs> like, like seven hours in. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. People have said this is this is certainly not an original uh, observation either, but people have said that about, about Star Wars is that of all of it that is, there's so much of it now that an overwhelming proportion of it is bad. <laughs> like, sure. Like uh, the, the, good, the good Star Wars is like the sliver of the pie. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I never really got into it. I mean, yeah. I I'll, I'll, I've watched it and I like it, but I'm not at this so... point, Elon. It's refreshing to hear that. Did you know, it? I'm so sick of all this fucking Star Wars talk. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted a guest on your program well, of whom like... was not very well acquainted <laughs> or uh, immersed with the uh, yeah. fan b- person nerd uh, yeah. stuff, then yes, you, you've come to the right person. It's, it's, it's just you nice to right have a break. In. It's yeah. just nice to have a break. From, we get a movie every year now. <laughs> you know, we have a, a new star. We've had a new Star Wars movie every year since like 2014 uh, and, and, or 15 or whenever that was. That yeah. J.J. Abrams one came out. I think it was 2015. I think it was. And it's like every two years now they've been cycling through. So yeah. now we're supposed to get a new one at the end of this year, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's always yeah. around my birthday. And, uh, you know, Rob and my wife is always uh, down to go and check out a movie for like the first time right. in the year. The yeah. only times we ever seem to go to the movies are when we're like going to see uh, something that she wants, which I'm totally okay with because <laughs> I don't really go to the movies very often. But it's always fun to go on a movie date with the lady. For sure. And yeah. Star Wars usually ends up being like the one of the only uh, times we do that over the oh, course yeah. of the year. Yeah. That is more her thing than your thing. 
and she's into Star Trek too. But I also grew up with parents who were big Trekkies, so oh, I yeah. watched it all the time. I mean, Star Trek rules. <laughs> that's, I just that's the that's the bottom line. It's the bottom line. Yeah, you're the host. You have, of course, you have the bottom line. Yeah, you this show with... is this show is pro Trek, <laughs> and honestly, it might be it might be anti Star Wars at this point. Oh dear. Yeah. Well then, I should mention that if folks want to call in, that number is. Uh, <laughs> Nine zero four three five one zero seven two nine. That's nine zero four three five one zero seven two nine. It's just it. I think for me, it's it's less fun to talk about when it's all people are t- talking about. You know, right? Like any time a movie, co- like I feel like when Last Jedi came out, right? Mm-hmm. There was such a, uh, and you know, stop me if if this is uh, beyond your your uh, 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 interest. I'll make I'll, I'll, I'll make a motion <laughs> okay. over my head. <laughs> okay. It will be my hand, yeah. and it will go uh, uh, over my head. <laughs> okay, all right, deal. Uh, when last Friday came out, there was like there was a, like a pretty like negative fanboy reaction uh-huh. to it. Why was that? But then, well, I mean, people didn't like all the basically like all the choices, like Luke Skywalker. Did you see the movie? Yes. People didn't like that what they did with Luke Skywalker mostly that he was just kind of this grump and then he wasn't any fun. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, like, like, how 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 was he supposed to be as an older man that had been isolated? Well, see, you're, that's there's there's one argument there. There's a perfectly good example of the rebuttal to that. But uh, there was it was just like this vehement uh, uh, reaction from like the like online nerds, and then the main like the reaction to that was like, well, this movie is about like uh, uh, there's like it's like you hate women if you hated the Last Jedi is what the thing became. So you, like you couldn't even like. The, the, the toxicity of the arguments were just like the whole thing just stopped being fun for me. The, the, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head. The toxicity because that's all that I see now when it comes yeah. to uh, online commentary about any one television show or movie. It be- yeah. it goes into that vitriolic uh, tailspin that yeah. you can't really get out of once one person has a yeah. uh, a, a flaming comment. Yes. And you know what? Pre Twitter, this kind of thing we're talking about was confined to like message boards. You remember internet message boards? Do like, I remember internet message like, boards? Colby, I lived on internet message I boards. Know. But it was the kind of thing. It was like you say, it's like, it was just like some some anonymous dude and his, his handle was just like Darth Maul 69 or like something like that. Sure. And then, uh, uh, you know, that, would, that's more like an online chat right. room kind of name. But yeah, but you would have to like go to. You'd have to go to the Star Wars site to find people arguing about Star Wars. God, why now, would you do that? I just, oh, but I'm, I'm just, now I open Twitter and it's just like people yelling about this thing, like this movie that I saw wasn't nuts about and would be fine forgetting. And instead, for months afterwards, it's like the director, Ryan Johnson, is like uh, re- like arguing with people online. It's just like, how is this fun for anybody? It's not. Uh, it's not. I, you know, I, you know, what, yeah, you know yeah. what is fun? Actually, talking to people in person. Right. If you're right. going to have season, uh, very uh, uh, spirited arguments, I should say, uh, why not do it with somebody face to face? I guess that's no fun anymore. Maybe it's more oh, fun yeah, to be know. anonymous and to be behind a screen because you wield the power. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's what it. Well, it's less scary. You know? Is it though? I think I think that's why people do it. Oh, I think it's scarier. What do you mean? I think it is for the person doing the, the picking of the fight. I just think there is a uh, an unpredictable nature to posting anonymously online because you don't know who you're posting to. You don't know yes, who's going to see. Yes, but then it's not you. It's not you though. You know, so you're hiding behind the 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 moniker that you've chosen. If you're just like this egg Twitter account, you know. Yeah, I suppose. But uh, there's a ch- there's always like a. a 
I would say, a, uh, a food chain of sorts, right? Because mm-hmm. for every person that you think that you've got the upper hand for, there's like another microcosm of the internet spectrum where you are probably getting chewed out for your own uh, beliefs. Yeah. So the, 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 you, know, you can't be God in every corner yes. of the web. <laughs> that I completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> you might be big cheese over on the Star on the Star Wars message board, <laughs> yes. but on Twitter you get reamed out. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, but or or vice versa. Either way. Yeah. Nine zero four three five one zero seven two nine is our number. That's nine zero four three five one zero seven two nine. Now, Elon, mm. we find ourselves here mm. on Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. Neither of us. Big NFL heads. See that hand? That hand? <laughs> it's going... No. <laughs> kidding, kidding. <laughs> but you, in tri- uh, uh, in tribute perhaps to your show, Lost and Rewound, sure. have uh, an audio clip to share. Yeah, a very, very short one. Not yeah. really that long at all. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, I went to New Orleans recently, actually. It, it ties into that. Nice. I've, I've never been. How? I don't know. It's... Okay. I'm good at I'm, I'm gonna, trips. I'm going to level with you, Colby. Yeah. It's not a very expensive trip yeah. to fly down there. I love that. So That's there you start with. Very good. Very good argument. It is not the cheapest place to be as a tourist. Okay. But okay. if you are, like myself, maybe not the biggest drinker, but still a, a quite a foodie. Sure. Uh, and you can find all the good places and mm-hmm. eat well. You may not necessarily be breaking the bank. I'm just saying. I, I mean, it's a it's a city look, where you can f- find a lot of good shit. This is without... the best argument I've ever heard for taking a trip somewhere. You can do it on the cheap. I love that. Yeah, uh, I love New Orleans deeply. Uh, I have a little, uh, a family connection there. My sister, who's uh-huh. been living there for a while. So, oh god. Oh, I, so you even have someone who can like you know show you the ropes. Yeah. So the, I I did uh, produce an episode for the show recently where I actually went and I recorded uh, audio while I was just like in my travels going to New Orleans. I yeah. felt like I, I'm very inspired by one of my idols, Conan O'Brien, and you know when he goes yeah. uh, to, to different cities and uh, you know does field trips effectively. That guy is the best. He is. Uh, I, I love the fact that he's now doing a half-hour program, and it's yeah. just as funny. He's he's the best. Yeah. Um. He can do no wrong in my part, in my book. I uh, completely agree with you. I mean, we're, we're we're very. This show anti Star Wars, pro Conan. <laughs> Good. I'm glad we're pro Coco. We uh, are. But yes. Yeah, so I went to New Orleans with my uh, family, my wife, and uh, we were all there to support my sister who had an art show. And while I was there, it just so happened to be on the weekend that the Saints were playing the Rams in the NFC Championship. Mm. Now. I don't know much about football. In fact, I would say I'm a staunch uh, not sports fan, but that I will watch it and I will be entertained if I must. I am not really down with the NFL, but I am... Lots of reasons to be anti-NFL right now. I, uh, But, you know, when you're in New Orleans and their team is about to be Super Bowl bound, the city just went buck nutty. (laughs) <laughs> and they have, and I've noticed with New Orleans is they always are partying like it's the end of the world the next day. Uh-huh. Like every day, they're just celebrating something, and yeah. they're always, uh, you know, enjoying what they have right there before gotcha. it goes. Gotcha. So the Saints, I guess, it's a football city, mm-hmm. and because the Saints were so far in adv- uh, you know, far in advancing in this, that they thought they were going to go all the way, uh, <laughs> that did not happen. Yeah. Uh, but uh, before we thought. Before we we found out what was going to happen, 
I managed to get a little bit of a recording at a bar called Cosmos in the French Quarter, awesome. where I was meeting up with some friends who I was really hoping to see over the trip. And they were like, well, we're going to go drink and watch the Saints play. And I was like, okay, I guess that's what I'm doing too. Yeah. And of course, I showed up right as soon as a touchdown happened. Uh-huh. And fun fact, if you are in a bar when the Saints make a touchdown, the entire bar gets a shot. <laughs> so that's something I learned. That's another, awesome. Another customary uh, New Orleans uh, uh, treat. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this clip is just a very short, like, while I was watching. Uh, and an example of why I should not ever be watching sports. <laughs> All right, here we go. We're ready. Ready, getting it. Cueing it up. It's a very good drive. Oh, dear me. And there's like a little more later. Yeah, like you, the 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 bar was so deflated. Yeah, of energy after the Rams got that touch, that oh, uh, that that kick rather. Yeah, and again, like I really have no stake in any of this in terms right. of like who I wanted to win. Although you have to admit that when you're in any city that's really rooting for the team and you don't have too much stock in one team because yeah. you're not a football fan, you just sort of are riding the wave and being like, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I'm you get caught up in the moment. Oh, yeah, know? yeah. I mean, I didn't get allow myself to get too caught up, but again, I, I was feeling very energized by the excitement that was happening. Yeah. With uh, with this with 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 the city, I mean, every lift I would go in, every driver was mm-hmm. like, oh, "I'm excited for the game." Yeah. <laughs> Alex, like every single driver, just wanted to talk about football. We have our first caller. <gasps> oh boy! Okay, hopefully to weigh in on the uh, the Super Bowl later. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, <laughs> Colby. Oh, it's uh, Tim Keck, our loyal caller. How's it going? It's going great, man. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Elon, I loved your, uh, I think the uh, probably one of my favorite football calls of all time is, 
Oh, oh goodness. Oh goodness, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's like, like if we're watching the game tonight and Tony Romo at one point is like, oh goodness. <laughs> we'll know where he got it. <laughs> like, a, like a slightly confused explanation of like support. Yeah, so, uh, uh, oh. Oh dear me! Oh dear me! That Very was nice. that was quite a play. Oh dear me! Oh, oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! What a drive! I, I'll just be like Sue, uh, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my! Yeah. What a play, Tim! What's on your mind? Yeah. Okay, you know what I was thinking. Which and I don't know if this is this is not like the freshest take for me. I've had it for a while, but it goes back to my idea that most movies are bad. Yeah. Uh, when you were talking about Star Wars. Yeah. Right? And they're like, there were all these problems with Star Wars. Right. I don't know why nobody ever, like, didn't people used to, like, screen movies with fans or whatever? Like, didn't they used to, like, run it by somebody? Like, there's so many things that are just like, wow, you didn't ask for anyone's opinion? Did, <laughs> like, how do these things come out? Oh, you mean like a, like a like test Star screening? Wars, right. Yeah. Like, all the problems with Star Wars were things that all the nerds latched onto immediately. Yeah. So if any nerds had seen it before it came out, you would have known that they would, that it was a problem. Right. Or you just don't care. But that happens with so many things. Suicide Squad, notoriously one of the worst movies ever. There's so many fans of Suicide Squad. If they'd shown it to any of them, they could have told them what was wrong with it. Mm. I remember I watched the uh, Watchmen, but only after reading the book. And I really wanted... To read the book, The Watchmen. Uh, Watchmen. Sorry, I don't know why I'm putting a the on everything. <laughs> the Alan Danziger is talking. No, Watchmen was a fantastic book, and the movie, I didn't mind it at all. But a lot of people who had grown up and really loved Watchmen found the movie and, and the way that they chose to deal with certain plot lines that couldn't really feasibly be filmed in a way that looked good. Uh, they, they found uh, the movie to be extremely disappointing. So I, mean, I don't know. That's, it, that's the line too. Is like, I like back in the day before, like pre-internet, a movie was bad. You just kind of accepted it. Yeah. You didn't even know it was bad. Yeah. You're just like, okay, wow, we got a, we got a Spider-Man movie. This is cool. Or mm -hmm. wow, we got a Star Trek movie. That's fun. Yeah. I guess it's all just part of it. Like we'll take what we can get here. But now people are like, oh, this isn't exactly what I wanted, so I'm going to complain about it. There was a Captain America movie that came out. I remember when I was a kid that I wasn't allowed to see because it was evidently very violent. Which, in my head now, as a 30-something, probably just means it was a little bit too B-movie gory to yeah. really be yeah. shown to me. <laughs> uh, but, yo, can you imagine that movie in the internet age? That movie would—Captain uh, America would be falling the same, uh, with the same fate as uh, the Aquaman movie. I heard <laughs> that Aquaman wasn't too good either. That's what I heard. Tim. I still want to see Aquaman. <laughs> I'll still see all these movies, though. That's my. That's where I'm a hypocrite. If there's a superhero in it, I'll watch it. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also you bring up a good point, which is that I think kind of the studios are uh, are uh, uh, encouraging this kind of thing, which by having all these movies taking place in the same universe, you're kind of uh, uh, you're encouraging people to have this this feeling of like connoisseurship over it, and so if like something is not good. <clears throat> they're gonna they're gonna let you know because they know more are coming and there have been a lot to base this on this opinion yeah do you watch even now i've been yeah. watching true detective every week yeah yes it's and uh i like it 
but it seems like kind of slow and a little boring. And I'm just like, wow, nobody, nobody told them like, Hey, you should just like pick up the pace a little bit. <laughs> yeah. What you're, tr- what you're saying is like, everybody should run stuff by us first. <laughs> or me specifically, <laughs> give me a call. I'll tell you what's wrong with it. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's not like, it's not like help isn't out there is what you're saying. You'd think there'd be somebody whose like job is just to have good taste, and they just watch something and they're just like thumbs up, thumbs down, or like can give any advice on what to say. Mm. You know, uh-huh. like when you've had three episodes in a row with like you won't believe that thing we've done. It's like you know at this point I'd settle for anything. Yeah, but there's like there's like five hundred different YouTube channels of young Siskel and Eberts who are doing that exact same thing yeah. right now. Yeah. The only people who are good at it are the hosts of Two Thumbs Undecided coming in right after this. Yes. Right after this show. I'll, I'll, I'll I follow those guys into water. <laughs> Tim. In the water? <laughs> yeah, you, have you heard this expression? Follow them you into follow the, them in the water? I'd follow, I'd follow those guys into water. What does that mean? Yeah. Like at a pool? Yeah, like, like at, at the beach? Yeah, I'd follow them into the into the ocean. Like a lemming? Yeah, like, like a lemming. A, like there's a shark in the water? I'll do whatever like, they would know. say. If they're they say, okay. if they would say, okay. hey, we're going into this water, I would go, okay, I'll come too. Like a baptism? Why are they going in the water? Are we in Brooklyn? No, we, in this analogy. What water are they in? In this universe, uh, we're on a beach. And I don't want to go in the water, but they're like, we should go in the water. And I'm like, okay, I trust you. Why don't you want to go in the water? Is it cold? Well, I'm afraid of the water. Polar uh, plunge? Why are you afraid of the water? What happened to you? I I, uh, I once drowned. You drowned? I drowned. And you're alive again. I drowned. This is some purgatory-like lost scenario. Yeah. Well, it might as well be. It is kind of wow. a purgatory life yeah. now. You're stuck in it. I feel like I feel like I'm I'm tr- uh, uh, far away from where I'm supposed to be, uh, and uh, and yet uh, somehow close. Mm. <laughs> what I can relate that? to that. What? Mm. <laughs> Tim, you got any money on the game tonight? Do I have any money on the game tonight? Uh, no, I'll probably have some money on some prop bets. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a big fan of a prop bet. As far as the game, uh, I realized I don't like either team. Like, I hate the Pats, but the Rams, like, abandoned the city of St. Louis for Los yes. Angeles, which does not want them. <laughs> so it's like, these are both terrible it teams. The Rams them. shouldn't be anywhere near a Super Bowl. <laughs> it's disappointing for everyone that these teams are here. Uh, there's, like, a small set. There's, like, Boston is happy, and then the rest of the world doesn't care. Yeah. You know the city of St. Louis is still paying? for an arena with their tax dollars that the Rams were supposed to be playing in, and then they were just like, uh, sorry, we're going to L.A. Like, yeah. Screw those guys. They're a terrible franchise. I don't want to root for the Rams tonight. No. I might be rooting for the Pats. Ooh, there's a take. Jim I Keck. hate the Pats, too. I'm a Jets fan. The Pats are terrible. I don't want them to win. Loves the Pats the Rams all of a sudden. winning as soon as they leave St. Louis, which is a dedicated fan base who was paying to have the team there would just be like the ultimate like f you to that entire city how, yeah how much does that suck can you imagine i mean it does suck a lot and all of a sudden wins a championship mm-hmm. the new york knicks go to like i don't know uh nebraska and all of a sudden they just like 
win like ten rings in a row. <laughs> well, wait, not. I, I, I have to call out uh, your city, Colby. Uh, uh-huh. Baltimore did a similar thing, didn't they? Years ago. Wait, what are you talking about? When the Browns left Cleveland and they became, or the the ownership of the Browns came uh, to Baltimore and started up the Ravens and left Cleveland without a team for. They a bit. did, yeah, yeah, they did, and they proceeded to win a championship. <laughs> yes. I think the next season. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a complicated history. <laughs> the Charm City is not without no. its own charms. <laughs> yes, no easy answers here. <laughs> what is that? The Las Vegas hockey team like won uh, won the Stanley Cup like the year after it was made, right? They, they did the story. They did not win. They lost to the Capitals. I remember this because my friend David Lawson uh, was the biggest Caps fan, so I got the skinny for my feed on Facebook that uh, they did. No, the the Vegas team did in their first season, get to the Stanley Cup Finals, but they did not win. They got shut out, actually, That's I think. Nuts. It is nuts, right? Oh. You just make, like, an entire new team out of nothing, and you get to the final uh, match. Crazy. Kind of the dream. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Someone said... Listen to us talking about sports. Someone no, said... Me. Someone me. said, you know, I think I'm going to make my own team, and then did... And then they won, or almost won everything. I think that's pretty great. Tim, final thoughts? Go ahead. Sorry, what were you going to say? Final thoughts. What were you going to say, though? Uh, I don't know. No, I'm I'm on final thoughts. (laughs) I have seven hours to uh, figure out which team I'm rooting for. Yeah. Uh, And then, you know what? I'll figure out a way to bet money on them. Yeah. I'll I'll commit to this game. Or maybe I won't. Maybe I won't support the NFL, and it's, you know, and it's, uh, you know, unfair you know, I don't even know. I don't even know what the NFL's you, doing. You know, I, I don't love them anymore. What's I don't so, love these teams. But yeah, now that, I'm just kind of mad about it. Yes, this is a th- this is a Super Bowl that no one is happy about except no. for Boston. Yep. Right. Uh, and we almost said Kansas City Saints, which would have been great. Man, oh my God, that would have been so exciting. Uh, yeah. My God. Vote for the city yeah. of New Orleans. And the NFL refused to let that happen. Yep. Because it's rigged. Yeah. It's all rigged to them. It's yeah. the game. Saints got robbed. Root for New Orleans. Root for New Orleans on this Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm going to wear I'll wear my Jets jersey and just sit here and complain about everything. That's fine. <laughs> all right, Tim. We'll talk right. soon, buddy. Talk to you later. Later, Tim. Tim out. Bye. Tim Keck. 904-351-0729 is our number. That's 904-351-0729 if you'd like to call in just like Tim. I'll, I'll show you my favorite uh, clip uh, from the, uh, the the playoff game the other the other weekend. Okay, uh, Elon. Okay. Today's national anthem. Please welcome multi-platinum artist and lifelong Saints fan Jimmy. Oh man! Buffett. Oh man! I get to hear it. Everyone, remove your hats. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light? What so proud? Seventy-two years old. We hail at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes. I'll, I'll, show, I'll tell you when my favorite part comes. Oh, I know what it is. I found out about this, but hearing this is so degrading. <laughs> He's we're almost there. He's just coasting this so much. He's like, oh, they pay me to do this. I'm just going to phone it I in. I honestly think this is the best he's got. <laughs> he's so phoning it in. I love it. 
that our flag was still there. Here it comes. Oh, say does not quite yet. Star spangled banner yet wave for the land of the free. There it is. <laughs> Just avoids it. <laughs> and the, and the free and the whole of oh. The free. oh, I love it. And then he drops then, the, here it comes. Drops it. I gotta say, I gotta what say a jerk. Mad respect. Yeah, no, 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 I have no the respect opposite. for the audio technicians who had, you know, well, I guess they don't it doesn't matter. It's the fucking NFL. I think, fucking that's, NFL. Uh, I think that's awesome. You can pay for your own goddamn microphone. I think that's so funny that he did that. It's I, think funny. It's, I mean, he's like kind of grinning doing it. <laughs> it was, he was, wasn't he? Oh, man. Oh, it's great. I did and not. Then, yeah, I did not see that. <laughs> I, I, I didn't get to see the first uh, parts of the game. I thought it started a little bit later. Uh-huh. That city, man. New Orleans is a fun yes, city to... It's to... given us folks like this. This is just playing the whole time you're down there, right? Alan Toussaint. I wish. Oh, man. R.I.P. I wish, for sure, R.I.P. No, I wish. You know, it was uh, Saturday, like, on the evenings, it was, like, a lot of brass bands that were just, like, playing in the streets. Yeah. Come to expect that. that Street sounds... musicians. Yeah. That's that, yeah. You get this, and then the other, the other. What's the the, the like rag they had, like the popular in New Orleans? The like Western bom, swing, bom, like boom, 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 boom. Join in, don't know, don't know, boom, 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 boom. Oh my God, we're at Cafe Du Monde right now. There's like buskers, street musicians, and stuff. Western swing and like jug band music. New Orleans rag. Uh-huh. On YouTube, and we'll see what we'll see what. Am I gonna throw a freestyle first. over? This is uh, called New Orleans. Oh, it's a it's a Bob Dylan find song. Out why? <laughs> <laughs> I try to remember all the verses of this thing for you. At one time, this was very long. What's this voice he's doing. Why are you looking up? But, uh, you're looking up. What are you looking up? Huh? What are you looking up? I was just I just did exactly what I said. I typed in New Orleans rag and clicked <laughs> on the first video that came up. Apparently, it's an early Bob Dylan tune. Yes, just uh, like every other uh, every other song. <laughs> an early Bob Dylan tune. The uh, no, I, I was saying before, like jug band music is uh, big out there. Like I have a friend who uh, uh, down there who is mm-hmm. a uh, she does washboard, plays washboard. Oh wow, band, which is super dope. Do you, I, like that's does she get money from this? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and like they, they they'll just sweet. play they'll play on the street. I remember actually she I think she even uh, went during South by Southwest and played with her band. Uh, I think they're called Yes Ma'am, and uh-huh. uh, yeah, they were just playing on the street. And yeah, busking is big down in New Orleans, and right you just sort of transfer it over to other cities. Yeah, any of any major sites you saw while you were down there? Any other highlights from uh, from the trip? New Orleans Museum of Art is really great. I had never been there before. Every time I go down there, I try to do something new when I'm visiting. Mm-hmm. And uh, this particular go around, uh, I was with my mother, who's a big museum fan, also a big fan of the opera. Hey, my mother has refined highbrow tastes. Oh, it's like Moonstruck. She, uh, uh, we, the, th- the three of us, it was Robin and I, my mom, and we went to the Museum of uh, Modern Art. Uh, yeah, so it was uh, what? Yeah, 
NOMA, I guess, New Orleans mm-hmm. Museum of Art. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was like beautiful garden right out back as well with some amazing sculptures. I don't know. I'm not really a big art buff, but uh-huh. it was nice to just be on game day too. Yeah. Just quietly walking around a museum where there is a decent amount of people anyway, but yeah. people wanted to make sure that they were out of there by like two, three, or three so they could get I mean, watch the game. Here's the thing about museums you can just go, I feel like you can just go and look at the pretty pictures, and that's a fine way to experience them. I think if that's the yeah. only, the, like, the only thing you want to do is go and see some pretty colors, I think that is. There are three museums that I've now been officially in New Orleans, and uh-huh. that that was the latest. And then the ones before were the uh, World War II Museum, which okay. is cool. You know, if you're a big history buff, I'm not, but mm. uh, yeah, I, I bunch of Lugers, one. right? Yeah. It's just Luger after Luger. I learned a lot actually about uh, World War II that I had not before, um, such it, as oh, just the fact that Hit we me were with it, Henry Louis Gates. We were awful to Japan. I mean, I knew that, but I didn't realize just how awful. Yeah. Like, we were, like, absolutely hideously atrocious and, like, we should be ashamed of ourselves bad. Um, And, you know, granted, you know, that's sort of common knowledge in the uh, pantheon of history, you know, where, you know, we have had a lot of low moments and that is definitely one of our lowest moments. Well, you know, they attacked us first, Elon, so everything we did is justified. Literally every single thing. Sure. Every single thing the United States has done since 1941 has been justified (laughs) because of Pearl Harbor. (laughs) Um, And then I went to a really – you find this pretty interesting. So if you ever go down there Uh and you're interested in learning about the pharmaceutical world – uh, oh, Drugs were invented in New Orleans. Not exactly, but Uh, uh, but, but, (laughs) – But pharmacy, the farm, the first pharmacy was founded in New oh, Orleans. Oh, very cool! So uh, there's like a museum of pharmacology that you can go to. Oh wow! Uh, this guy, oh, I forget his last name. Uh, one of the actors that my sister uh, had for her show that she uh, produced while we were down there, um, he was tour, a tour guide, mm. uh, a rather handsome, uh, bespectacled, mustachioed uh, fellow who, uh, you know, like wears suspenders and you know. You, you you get you get the look you can see yeah I can picture it he uh, was our tour guide uh, for this uh, in, for, for the day that I went and took a look at the museum of pharmacy mm. uh, pharmacy the pharmaceutical museum mm. in New Orleans and just learned about like all like the old ale you know the uh, you know antidotes and uh, different pills you know in used in the early 20th century even mm. before the turn of the 20th century Did you take home any uh, any good home remedies no you know? but I learned a lot about the uh, like how celery soda was yeah. really big, and like when, celery soda, yeah. Like if you go to uh, what's it called? Um, Dwayne Reed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, there's it's uh the, the spot in Greenpoint. There's a uh, like a Jewish deli, and I'm sure you can go to like anyone at Frankel's. They serve, mm. I think, uh, the celery soda still. Like it's mm. an old school um, soda pop that uh is supposed to ha- have sort of nice like natural remedies or something. Okay. Because, you know, soda used to be basically just like another f- version of a drug that you would take as mm. like a, to, to remedy, uh, you know, some kind of... Yeah, a rumbly-tumbly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there is a, such a thing as celery soda, and I've drank it, and it's very quite good, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Does it taste like celery? Because tel- celery has, like, no taste. It, it, it definitely has a very uh, earthy to- tone to uh-huh. it. Uh, but what do you expect from a uh, cane soda that tastes like vegetables? 
I mean, it, it sounds it. It's good for you, damn it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'll look. I'll try anything. <clears throat> if anything, I think we'll make a... <clears throat> you sound like do. you need a celery soda, you Seriously. man. Seriously. Here's what we'll do. Young person, you need a <laughs> bottle of that delicious celery soda. <laughs> Here's what we'll do. We'll, we'll go to the next Radio Free Brooklyn media mixer. Uh-huh. We'll bring a bunch of celery soda. <laughs> Imagine mixing and just be like, no, no, I, with pizza. I, okay, guys, I've got, I've got refreshments this month, and everyone's just like, all right, thanks, thanks, thanks for taking it off our hands. And we show up with just like a bunch of celery soda, you and me. And we're just like, you're welcome, everybody. I have too much of a big salary, so I can only afford the celery. <laughs> Yeah. Couldn't afford beer, so here you go. I don't have to worry about the dro because I got the celery in my hand in the bottle. Now I'm gonna be healthy full throttle. <laughs> All right, now you do that. And so now we're now do it now. again, and we're in uh, we're in we're in New Orleans. We're back in New Orleans. Oh, beautiful! Back with the Alan Toussaint. Strolling down. <laughs> With the empty French with border. Yes, exactly. With a, a cup of uh, who knows what in your hand. <laughs> celery soda. Yeah, as opposed to like some celery of the, like, soda te- and te- tequila. Oh, that'd be actually not so bad either, huh? Maybe. Maybe not. I I know this. Nothing sugary is ever going in my mouth ever again from there. Nothing what? Nothing sugary like that kind of uh, like the what's it called like a hurricane or something. Uh-huh. There's just like all these gross sugary alcoholic drinks that are basically designed to kill you. Sure, they're like Australian um, um, animals, but like in liquid form. Yeah, they are designed Wait. to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. And you'll only find them in the French Quarter. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this is the. This is the big. Uh, this is the this is the New Orleans tourism episode. Is it though? The show. I thought I was going to rhyme a little bit, huh? I thought I was going to get a chance to rap. A little I mean, bit. you've got we've. We I already did. We go yeah, go out. We've got a couple minutes left. <laughs> you want a beat? I have a beat actually. Oh, you do? Okay, yeah. let's do it. I I I I I got a beat prepared because uh, I try to come prepared to other people's shows. That's nice of you. I do what I can. More but, prepared than I am today. Well, I thought about it, though, because I was, like, uh, intrigued that uh, we had... Oh, you know what? I'm not even connected to the internet. You know oh, what? Boy. You're, you're going to have to find a beat for me. Okay. You I'm going to go to YouTube? You can go to New Orleans Beat. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. See the first thing that comes up. All right. This is perfect. This is by uh, uh, Suicide Boys. Oh, my God. Yes. 504. This is just a real song. If is it instrumental? Does it say instrumental? Yeah, let's say, yeah, let's do a different search. Instrumental. Yeah. New Orleans beat instrumental. Perfect. Okay. Yes. I don't yeah. know what this is. I'm not looking at the computer right All now, right. so I have well, no idea. I'm looking at it, and it doesn't really help. <laughs> <laughs> well, because no, I, I thought about this because you and your team, uh, Big Britches, uh, performed with uh, my team, Boots and Cats, recently. Yes, we did. And uh, that was a fun show. It and was great. I rhymed about rental cars. Yes. Avis. Avis. Here we go. Here we go. But you have to give me a topic because like, I don't know what I'm rhyming about. Oh, my God. That's fast. Here we go. What What should I rhyme about? You should rhyme about Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks? <laughs> oh. Ah. What? Bug. Get off me. Hey, that's some damn fine coffee. 
know about the Red Room. I've never been there. Boom, boom, boom. I never subscribed to HBO. You know, now you know. But I don't know how I could go about getting into that damn show when I never saw it. I'm just a schmo. But doesn't it take place in a very small town? I know how to get down with the common sense. Because I only saw it in the past tense. But it was only on for two seasons, then it came back. And then it was not whack. Supposedly. That's all I know about the Twin Peaks, Colby. Oh! Yeah. That's alright. Yeah. That, that, that came out of my head. One and... of the, uh, one of the uh, uh, recommended videos after this uh, beat is uh, the Twin Peaks theme song, <laughs> Instrumental. I, I don't think I can rhyme over that. Isn't that supposed to be yeah, like... Here. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. We'll wait. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Right? Isn't this... It's not even that fast. It's much... Uh, it's, uh, it sounds like this. Ooh, it's very... I wonder if someone... Hmm. Man, we don't have enough time, but... What do you mean? Someone's going to call in? Someone has done a Twin Peaks theme Ooh. rap remix. Oh, are we going to listen to that, or am I going to freestyle over this very slow, ethereal guitar? Dude, I just rhymed about Twin Peaks. What the fuck? I, that's so crazy. Here we go. Okay. Let's turn that down a little bit, so, okay. What am I rhyming about now, then? This is the Twin Peaks theme remix, apparently. Yes. Rhyme about uh, coffee. Coffee? Yeah. Okay. If you want me to be nice and not mean, you might want to feed me with caffeine. Oh, someone else is rhyming. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. That's right, hard. I, I that's that's a hard beat, though. They they should this. go hard on that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we have minutes left, Elon. I yeah. We should do plugs. Plugs is good. You don't you really don't want me to rhyme about coffee at this time of morning because I'll just <laughs> it's, rhyme. Yeah, it's wishful thinking. It, 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 will, it will take more than five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I do a show here on Radio Free Brooklyn every Thursday. It's Thursdays at three, three to four p.m. Our our next episode coming up. I'm really excited because uh, you know I wouldn't even be here sitting with you. In all honesty, uh, break bread here. I am only on Radio Free Brooklyn because of the people that I met through Radio Free Brooklyn and found out about the this amazing community. And uh, because of that uh, uh, show, Empty Orchestra, I am sitting here. And mm. Empty Orchestra is not on uh, RFB anymore, but uh, Angelica Virgil, one half of that uh, team, uh, has who has since moved on to other things. Uh, she was kind enough to be our guest, uh, and we have that episode wrapped, and it will be streaming this Thursday. And you could hear what she's been doing, and you could hear audio that she recorded when she was a kid. So I'm really excited for that episode. Um, and you could hear it here on RFB only at, from 3 to 4 p.m., and uh, I believe rebroadcasting 9 to 10 a.m. the next day on Friday morning. I can't wait to hear it, and everybody should tune back in next week where our guest will be Maddie Whittle from the Film Society of Lincoln Center. Here's uh, a little more. New Orleans Ooh. for everybody as we go out. Stick around for two thumbs undecided. We'll see everybody next week. I've been Colby Smith. This is Radio Free Brooklyn. See ya. Cheers.